Chapter 12 Zoe woke up to shouting and yelling outside. What on Mars is going on? She quickly got out of bed, pulled back her curtain to have a look to see what or who was making such a racket. Then she gasped. Two government-marked van pods were parked outside and government officials were walking back to them, carrying plants in their arms. Her dad shouted at them, fearlessly tugging on their arms. Her mom was crying, pleading with him to stop. Zoe turned away from the window, grabbed her kimono and wrapped it around her as she ran to her mother. What's happening? What's going on? Ah Zoe, her mother turned to her, tearfully, they are taking our plants. They say that we have been growing them illegally with unregistered seeds. That's bird tosh, Zoe said as she ran to her dad, shouting at the officials, hey. Hey. Put those down. What are you doing? Where is your warrant? You can't do this. Zoe protested. Zoe, go check on the Lindys. Mr. Jane turned to her hastily with wide eyes, deterring her from the scene. Lindy's was their code name for their landrace plants, some of which had been alive for hundreds of years and were extremely important, the Janes had been one of the custodian families of the landrace plants for centuries. Zoe was at first hesitant to leave, but knew this was too important to ignore, so she slipped away to ensure that the door to these plants was still shut and the shrubbery cladding it was undisturbed. Mr. Jane continued to resist the officials, attempting to grab the seedlings out of their hands. Those are my cultivars. I've developed them myself, I don't need to license them. As he struggled with one man, another came up behind him, shouting that's enough. He grabbed Mr. Jane by the back of his shirt collar, jerked him off of his colleague and swung him out of the way. Mr. Jane was caught off guard by this, and the momentum of the swing sent him diving head first into a concrete bollard that lined the driveway. Zoe's mother screamed as his head thumped against the stone like the sound of a melon being cracked open. She ran to his side and knelt next to him, Scott, Scott, can you hear me? She turned around to the enforcement officers, you bastards. Look what you've done. Zoe heard the shouting, ran outside and saw her mom kneeling at her dad. Mom, what happened? What's going on? She ran towards them. Mr. Jane was bleeding profusely from the gash on his head. Zoe placed her hands on the wound and applied pressure, Mom, go grab the medical kit. And call 919. She instructed. Dad, stay with us, stay here, help is on its way, okay. The enforcement officers finished loading the last few plants and climbed back into their van pod. If your father dares to wake up, tell him we'll be in touch, he said snidely before they sped off. Mrs. Jane came running out with a medical kit. Zoe took her bloodied hands off the wound and grabbed a sachet of gash granules. She struggled to tear it open, her hands shaking and slippery from the blood. Ag come on, she yelled. Using her teeth, she bit down on the packet and was able to rip the corner of the sachet open. She poured it onto his wound and ran the UV light stick over it to aid the congealing. There you go dad, there you go, you'll be okay, she said softly. Then she used the back of her wrist to wipe the blood off her mouth that the feeble attempts to open the sachet had left on her. The medipod arrived and the paramedics jumped out and scanned Mr. Jane's vitals. It seems like he is in a stable condition, although he has lost a fair amount of blood. 
Good work on the first aid. We will take him to best med. Mom would you like to come with? Yes, yes for sure. Zoe's mother replied, getting into the back of the pod. Zoe looked up at her, with as much reassurance as she could muster. Mum, I'll go pack a bag for you and Dad and I'll be right behind you. They sped off, and Zoe looked down at her hands. I better go clean up first, she thought disparagingly. She seemed to hold it together as she walked inside, took off her bloodied robe and stood in the shower. But when she saw the water running down the drain stained red, with her father's blood running off her hands and face, the magnitude of what just occurred hit her like a wrecking ball. She collapsed, tears streaming down her already wet cheeks and her body jerking from the uncontrollable sadness. Pull yourself together Zoe, your mum and dad need you. Giving herself a pep talk, she got up, got dressed, and went to pack some things for her parents. She wasn't sure how long they would be at the hospital, but decided that she could just pop back to get more clothes if needed. At best med she found her mom in a private hospital room, sitting next to her dad who was still lying unconscious on the hospital bed. What did the doctors say? Zoe asked gently, as she came in. Mrs. Jane stuttered for a moment, trying to raise the confidence to answer. They, they said he had a subdural hematoma and a fractured skull. They've managed to fix it but it may take a while for him to wake up. That's if, he wakes up at all. Mrs. Jane struggled to finish the sentence through her tears. Zoe quickly came in and hugged her mother, trying to reassure her that everything was going to be okay, not believing it herself entirely. She went over to the records tablet to have a look for herself to see if there was any more information that could give them hope, but unfortunately she didn't see anything that they didn't already know. The hours sitting by his bed dragged into days. Zoe and Mrs. Jane took turns sitting by his side, not wanting him to ever wake up and find no one at his side. Zoe took the week off work. Thankfully, she had plenty of leave days and the other nurses empathetically insisted that Zoe take as many days as she needed. On Friday afternoon, Mrs. Jane turned to her daughter and told her to go home Zoe. Go get some food and rest, you look tired and too thin. When last have you eaten anything proper? Zoe resisted. I don't want to leave you mum, it's bad enough the few times that you've already sent me away, I want to stay here, I'll be fine. Zoe, there is really no point in both of us being here all the time. Please, go get some rest. Besides, Bob is probably missing you terribly. Go. Zoe sighed and reluctantly gave in. All right I'll go, but I'll be back in a few hours. Not before you've rested and eaten something substantial Zoe Jane, you hear me? Mrs. Jane said sternly. Yes mum. Zoe climbed into her hybrid and set course for home. She was exhausted, emotionally more than physically. Not only was she constantly worried for her dad, but she also insisted to put on a brave face for her mom, and these last few days had really taken its toll on her energy. It was days like these that she wished she had a brother or sister, just someone to share the load with. Then she remembered. James. Oh bollocks, with all that's happened this week I've totally forgotten to reply to him out our date. Oh my, he probably thinks I just blew him off. Where's my comms disc? What have I done with it, oh no. She felt herself starting to have a panic attack. It had been a very long time since the last time she had won, 
but she recognized the onset. Calm down, Zoe, calm down. Breath, breath. There you go. Slowly breath, ten, nine, eight. She started counting down slowly. She soon arrived at her driveway, which now held memories she would sooner forget, she noticed a drone drop taxi pod in front of her house. Oh, goodness. Who's here, I wonder? She stopped her hybrid next to the taxi and got out. There was no one in the taxi. Hello, anybody here? She asked, tiredly raising her voice.